This is Pete Moore wanted to officially announce the release of Time to Win Again, 52 takeaways from team sports to ensure your business success. I wrote this book over the last year. I think you're going to love it. Good to great meets where's Waldo. Pick them up for your team. Time to win in 2022. Happy to come to your club, your studio, your company, and talk about ways we can optimize business and win going forward. Go Halo. This is Pete Moore on Halo Talks NYC. I have the pleasure of bringing Paul from Ziamo, who's going to tell us about what the future looks like for employees, people that want to be fitness enthusiasts, and anybody that wants to change their life. So, Paul, welcome to the show. Thanks, Pete, very much. And uh, it's great to be with you today. And uh, great to be talking about um, employees uh, getting healthier and being fitter. That's great. So you want to give your uh, your personal background here. You're, uh, I would say you're you're a certifiable entrepreneur like ourselves here. So you could, you know, tell us uh, how you got into this and, uh, you know, what really got you excited about being part of the Halo sector. Sure. Uh, so I, I was actually I was in the finance sector and uh, worked for um, a number of investment banks um, and then I set up a hedge fund. But you know, doing all of that, I was always on the move. And so you're on constant roadshows. And, you know, when I first came to the States in the 90s, you know, I would, the bank I was with offered me a, a gym membership, corporate gym membership. And then flash forward, you know, a few years ago, I, I realized it's the same offering. Yet there are so many different types of gyms you know, and studios. And now with the advent of, um, of COVID, the acceleration of digital, that it's really hard for a company to offer all their employees. So a lot of companies are basically saying, well, we're not, we know, we're not doing it, or we just give one gym offering. So how did you make it inclusive? So I, I set off really to, sort of, to solve a problem um, for a company to actually say, we can actually offer it to all our employees and give them choice, but we can measure it. And then we can also, we can motivate them and reward them. That's great. So how do you go about starting this off because obviously there's there's a lot of way to tackle this you can go and raise a significant amount of money on a powerpoint you can say hey i'm going to go in i'm going to go and test my thesis uh you're a banker probably got really good excel skills um tell us how you kind of started and formulated this and then what you thought were the right steps because i feel like some groups get into business and forgot what the sequence is uh, of actually building a business so for about um, almost a year, um, had a couple of interns, analysts uh, at a college, just trying to get the data in the industry. Because the data in the industry, it's a highly fragmented industry, as you know well, there's 36,000 clubs at the time in the States with not a lot of data. And so I then also started looking into the insurance angle for employers. I mean, the second largest cost off the salary to an employer is insurance. And so I looked at all these angles really to see how actually we could you know, solve a solution, how we could aggregate it. Then a friend of mine um, at the time was running 24-hour fitness, um, uh, Mark Smith. So I rang him up and knew him for 20 years. So used quite a lot of people from the industry. Uh, was introduced to Rick Carr, as, as you probably know. Sure. Looked at the industry itself and thought, is there room for us? And how can we actually solve this? So the first sort of year was really trying to actually look at it. I didn't go out and do a big PowerPoint and raise a lot of money. 
I did it more about then actually how can we actually build a platform and sort of test it. Now, you can't go to a company and say, I've got 100 gyms or 50 gyms. I wanted to actually get to a number and I wanted to go to a company which actually had employees scattered around the country. Um, so once we got to 1,000 um, clubs on our platform, then actually started to test the thesis out. So went to somebody like Morgan, uh, to McKinsey. They thought this is a great idea. Um, and then basically put a, uh, a program in place in uh, the end of 2018, early 19. Um, and then started to build it up. Um, again, not by raising a lot of capital initially. And got to the stage where we had 2,000 clubs. Um, it was kind of interesting because platforms like us weren't necessarily popular because people were always worried, particularly coming from the studio side of things, pictured very much as, are you a discounter? And we're not a discounter. We're actually out there to solve a problem for an employer. And we're out there to actually try and get clubs to get more usage by, by employees. So the initial pushback by the club industry was, you guys are discounters. You're going to cut us out of this. So it wasn't that easy to do. And then COVID came along. And mm -hmm. we then saw the same scenario with that, again, a tremendous amount of fragmentation with all the digital coming out. Didn't want to go and build our own um, capabilities. Just thought, well, actually, what we'll do is we'll keep this in our platform where we can give people choice. So we've got about uh, 75 brands on um, at home, um, on demand, about 3,000 workouts, you know, everything from Les Mills to Excel to you name it. A lot of them coming through. And again, if you, if you went to an airport 20 years ago and you went in there, you get airport food. Today, people want brands and they want yeah. choice. And, it, and it's no, 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 not dissimilar with an employee. You've got to give them choice. Yeah. How do you respond to some of the health club operators or boutique operators that say, um, look, I don't want anybody else selling my, you know, I, I've got a relationship directly with a member. If, if that person is uh, an employee at JP Morgan or Goldman Sachs or pick a company or Salesforce, I'm going to get them anyway, you know, and, and how have you convinced that that is short-sighted and that, you know, this is additive to your business as well as this is coming and, and, and you better get on board with it. It's a great question. The pre-COVID, the, the corporate wellness was was growing at 7%, estimated to reach 100 billion by 2028. So the numbers were really beginning. COVID came along and it's just, if anything, you know the numbers, 78% of people who were hospitalized at COVID were obese. So as your employer, you're thinking, well, we're going to have to allocate more money. Subsidize. How do you subsidize all your employees? When some of them are actually members of one club, somebody who's doing a Peloton, somebody who's doing that, how do you do it? It's almost impossible. Right. So that's, first of all, we do. We make it easy for a, for a company to subsidize. So if you're a club, for instance, and you're saying, well, I'm going to hold out and I just want to have that relationship, we're, we're basically saying, to you, we're just going to make it easier for you even to process it. See us more as a processor to, to get your members in. So unlike um, some other platforms, we, we pay the clubs not only just on usage, but we're actually going to, we're, we actually allow uh, 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 employees to actually join that club. Um, the only thing we ask for is the data. And unlike other platforms, we reward employees every time they go to the gym. Um, mm -hmm. we, we have challenges. So again, it's getting the, the employees to, 
you know, to be active. We've integrated with Fitbit, Garmin, Apple Watch. So right across the board, we can run challenges and reward employees no matter what they do, whether they go to the gym, whether they do an at-home video class, whether they go for a run in the park. That's very helpful for an employer. That's great. So let's, let's talk about the employer for a minute, because when I was tinkering around with corporate wellness and these types of benefit programs, you know, 20 years ago, you know, they would say, oh, talk to the CFO. Like the CFO is the one who's like cutting the checks. And it's like, hey, talk to the head of HR because they're the one like responsible for the benefits or like talk to this person who's like the chief people officer or something. What's the channel right now? Who's making the decisions and what kind of data do you need to provide for them to understand that there's a good return on investment? You know, it's not easy, um, Pete. And, uh, you know, it's, <laughs> Thank it's, you it's, for your say, truth. It, it is, uh, it, and it's, it's, it's easier than it was, but it's still a challenge. And so, you know, your, your comment earlier on saying that, you know, um, with COVID, people are actually putting more money in. If you think of our channel is still HR, and if you think what HR has been going through over the last 18 months. Right. You know, first of all, they had to furlough, then they had to lay off, then they have to bring them back, then they get, then they have to decide whether they're masked, who's going to be back, who's going to be back. A nightmare. What each one though has been saying, and each company is saying they're going to have to allocate more money. So as we as as COVID dissipates, we're going to see more money coming in. If you look at um, if you look at the allocation by VCs to startups. They have allocated over nine billion to HR technology startups. Um, it's just in the nine months, according to PitchBook. So, what what I'd say to 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 clubs, to gyms, and studios is actually it's it's integrating, and which we do. We're integrating with payroll process. We're integrating with consulting firms. We're integrating so that actually it makes it easier for a company to be able to access fitness for their employees. So the technology side of things, that's where our money is going. Not mm-hmm. really on sales, um, on the corporate sales so much during COVID. It has really been on building the platform. And then now where big emphasis is working with our club and our studio partners. Gotcha. So, you know, as you got into this, uh, and we talk about this on almost every podcast, you know, the best businesses are solved out of a frustration that someone is able to solve more efficiently than somebody else has or haven't thought about the right way. You know, as you've kind of creeped further and further into this category, do you view yourself now as originally, I want to just get more people to to live a healthier lifestyle, right? So I'm going to try and connect, you know, an employer universe with a bricks and mortar health club and now with, with virtual how much have you kind of creeped into, like, are you a software company now? Are you a marketplace? Are you a um, an a la carte provider? And how does it, how do you think about, you know, valuation and like a lot of the noise that's around software companies and, and around employer? And, and how do you kind of cut through that to say to your employees and to your fan base, you know, hey, this is what I do. And I'm trying to do what I started to do, but I might be doing some other things. Yeah, no, I mean, we're not, we're, you know, we're a marketplace. And so anything we're creating, and we're just doing APIs almost, you know, uh, uh, you know, we're doing integrations constantly, whether it be to reservation systems and gyms and studio sides, whether it's actually on the other side towards um, HR type technology companies, we are a marketplace basically allowing companies to offer their employees everything which comes on to, towards fitness. 
Um, now, data, you know, a lot of people say data is the new oil, but it is because if you can give companies data, they can use that for their insurance purposes. And so, you know, we, you know, we all know the stats. When I first looked at the industry, I thought, wow, you know, the ACI, sort of the Affordable Care Act to put this whole thing in, you know, if you go to the gym twice a week, every six months, you get money back. And behold, I looked at a lot of insurance companies, even Oscar, a new company, had yeah. downloaded your PDF. It was kind of like sort of, again, in the dark ages, about towards it. And we know now within the actual gym industry, we've got a great person now who's come in to run ERSA who actually might push towards getting the government at last to actually do something about making it actually more incentives for employers. Maybe there's some tax issues, maybe there's sort of things, so that actually people can really make fitness a priority for really everybody. And that really is towards employers. And then you know, obviously insurance and not only just health, but life. So there's a lot of touches, but we are a marketplace. Bring a very fragmented industry and make it easy for people to access and measure. That's great. So, you know, what have you seen? What's the change in attitude? Um, how many more accounts are you able to, to, to open doors to that, you know, might have been a 12 to 24 month sales cycle or get in front of the right people? Have you seen a, a significant acceleration in people taking your call, um, wanting to plug this in? Uh, and then, do you think this will continue or do you think there'll be like a leveling off at some point? So, well, first of all, that the frustration, to be honest with you, Pete, was actually more on the club side um, mm -hmm. because, you know, you're, you're, you want to aggregate and you want to bring that because, look, we're solving a problem. and You can't just offer one set of clubs. Um, you've got to offer them all. And that has actually been a real change over the last few months. And what's happened there in the club industry is you know you know you know there's a tremendous amount of layoffs. The industry closed down. Corporate sales, I think, is actually if you're a large chain, you're not going to have twenty or thirty corporate salespeople because they're they're facing this the, the challenge of trying to get hold of the HR person. So keep your one corporate salesperson, but use platforms like us to get those employees in. And I think that's the big change in the industry. So what we're going to face is we're going to find out that actually we're going to have a lot more brands and a lot more in the marketplace, that is itself bringing more employers, more, more one-stop. The corporate wellness industry is growing, and I think it's going to grow a lot quicker. But as, as we see COVID more in the rearview mirror, because as, as I mentioned earlier, there's still these HR companies, uh, 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 roles, they're still in turmoil. They're still, there's a lot of stuff they're trying to work out. Yeah. Yeah. So just, just explain to our audience and to Dave and I, you know, when you're running a marketplace, you know, the marketplace is set up in order for buyers and sellers or suppliers and, and, uh, and buyers effectively to kind of congregate on their own. And I'm going to give you the, the virtual forum to do that and the technology to make it seamless. How much do you feel responsible for, you know, driving traffic to the health clubs to be able to go back to the HR person and say, hey, look, 40% of your employees logged into the marketplace last month. Or, and if you actually allowed me to communicate with them, I'd probably get 80%. Like, what's the, how do you feel about a marketplace and what your responsibility is to drive traffic? Absolutely. Like, at the end of the day, you want the HR to feel like heroes to their employees. 
And so you want to power them. So you give them things like challenges and you actually say that it's not going to cost you. We'll reward your employees if they do something. Mm-hmm. That actually, that actually, that, it's that engagement. If you just keep saying to somebody, can you just hound your employees to do something? Uh, can you just do it? It's not going to happen. But if you actually give them something where the employees actually really want it and enjoy it and make it fun, then you're actually beginning to get something. So that's the way we approach it. Um, make it easier for them, but also make them look like heroes. And that's that's yeah. our goal. That's great. So give us an update on your team, some of the more recent hires and, and what you've got on tap for the next you know three to six months. So um, hired some more technology um, on, the, on the technology side. So we added the project management product side, added an, another salesperson. We've got a very small sales team. Um, so mm-hmm. we only got a few people on the sales side. Um, we are going to be adding as we go through the next three months. We just completed one round of, of financing, but we will be continuing to, uh, as you'd imagine, continuing to be adding capital. So um, what's on the, on the horizon? We're going to be building out the platform more. We've launched a marketplace. So for instance, going into January, employees can buy um, equipment from our partners. So Echelon is one of our partners. Mm. Les Mills is one of our partners. Make it again easier. That's going to be cheaper than retail. Um, as I mentioned earlier on, that we've also aggregated all the wearables again. So whatever you do, you're getting, you're getting, you're getting rewards. Assessments, obviously. You know, the ability to actually go in and optionally you can put down what type of training are you look look what type what what are you looking for from us? Do you want to use weight loss? What do you want to do? Do you want to, is it strengthening? All of those things help. So again, that data and the ability to actually help that employee is really key for us. So it is a marketplace. It's not just, you know, gyms and studios, it's digital, it's um, it's equipment. All of those things brought into into a, into a, into a fitness platform. That, that, that's great. So, um, you know, in in summary here, just you know, for either potential investors or or potential clients here, just give us a magnitude of how many employers or employees do you have under you know access to the marketplace? You know, uh, number of health clubs and, and studios on the platform. Just so when we do the sequel, I could actually I'll listen to this again and I'll know where we were. Sure. So we have got, you know, currently about a hundred employers, which is, you know, it doesn't sound like a lot in the US, but you know, some big names in that. So some of those employers have got 40 to 50,000 employees. Um, we've also integrated with people like um, Virgin Pulse, which, uh, you know, it has been very successful, but, the, and that's a tech uh, integration. So anybody who's in the Virgin Pulse gets reward, their rewards, but the, every time they check into a gym through us, um, or any time they, they do an at-home video through us. Those capabilities will really drive through. On the gyms and studio side, currently just over a 1,000. Doesn't seem like a lot, and it isn't. But right now, we've got a couple of chains who I think are going to join us. Um, my goal is to actually build that up to you know, 5,000 by the spring. But again, I think we can do that because we are actually going to be giving them the monthly recurring membership, which they want. Um, without discounting, because yeah. our goal is for employers to actually bring money into it. So we don't see ourselves as a discount. We're basically meeting a need by the employer, and we're meeting a need by the gyms and the studios. That's great. So I got two more questions for you before before we cut. One is, I was a banker, 
I used to run models in Excel and I was going to put a 30% growth rate and I'm going to cut the expenses by this amount, comes up with a really nice financial model. So what are, what are some of the things that you fully appreciate now about running a business after having all that financial background and doing transactions and now understanding, hey, I'm actually, I got to drive revenue. I got to drive it every month. I also got to bring on new employees, train them. I got clients that I want to keep happy. You know, what are some of the things that the takeaways for you you know, with your banker hat on and now your entrepreneur hat on? Well, I mean, people obviously are the key. Getting the right people is really key. Um, so you know, it, it starts really with that. Secondly, it is, this is a marathon. This is not a sprint. You don't nope. go in. I mean, most, most people come in and think, oh, great, we're going to do a startup and it'll be all done by a year or two. This is going to be a long stretch. This is a marathon. Yeah. I'm so, on year 11 uh, right now, so I'm with you. So, <laughs> so, and so, you know, if you look at the size of the market, it's very big. But it's, as I mentioned, it is not, you know, there are easier ways of making money than what, what I'm doing. Exactly. Um, there really are. Um, but so this, but Ditto here, by the way. We'll do a therapy session right after this on tape. How's that? Exactly. Entrepreneurial therapy. <laughs> exactly. But everybody who's on the team believes in what we're doing. And, you know, so I've got, a, you know, people who've been in the fitness industry for a long time, people who've been in the finance industry. And we're pretty passionate about it. So it's, you've got to do that's something great. which you really believe in. So that's yeah. it. Um, there is a lot of patience. And that's also always expect the unexpected. I mean, COVID. I mean, crikey, you don't get much worse than that. Yeah, clearly. Yeah, that wasn't in the Excel model in the projection period. I don't know what happened, right? Well, you know, models Didn't are forecast models. forecast that. But models are models, you know, you know, Pete, you can come out with all the models you want, and then you can talk about valuation, but you know what's out there. People are coming up with crazy valuations. Yeah. Don't get carried away with that. Put your head yeah. down, don't even think about it, and just think right. about what's going to happen over the next couple of years, at I least. So, so leave us with a, uh, either a business quote or some kind of motivational quote that, uh, that resonates with you, if you got one, or something that comes out that's like, oh, Paul definitely was talking about this in every single meeting. Well, I, I, I literally, mine is always expect the unexpected. I'm at it literally. And so, you know, don't rely on luck. I'm just we're rely on hard work. Um, you know, there's a lot of companies who made it on, on luck. And I think it's just head down, hard work. And also treat your, we have three sets of clients, our clubs, our studios, and our, and our, and our, and our, and our corporates. Everybody's a client. Yeah. Um, so it is our partners. And so to my mind, it's really all about the people. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, you'll, uh, we'll, we'll, when we see you in person, I'll, I'll show you the, uh, the, our book, Time to Win Again. And we got a chapter in the book. It. We got a chapter in the book that's uh, treat every one of your clients as if they own a PSL, you know, a personal seat license to a, you know, Premier League game or to, a, you know, an NFL football game. And they're paying, they're paying you to deliver, you know, and, totally. and they want to win. And, and, and if you're going to sign up as my client, you know, I got to make sure I perform so, so you can get the benefits of that. And so can I, so I love it. And uh, good to see your great progress. I love the marathon. Uh, we're happy to hand out water to you along the way and do some podcast updates. <laughs> so we'll need us. We'll need us. Good it. to see you.